Hello, and welcome to the Today I Am Enough podcast. This is a place of vulnerability and acceptance where we discuss ways that you can learn to be empowered and to know that your worth is something that is always with you and not something that you have to earn. I'm your host, Kara Murray. Let's get started. Do you wish you could know that you are enough? Really feel it deep down? Do you wish you had more self-love? Real, genuine self-love? Do you wish you knew how to take care of yourself and improve yourself in addition to taking care of everyone else? My friend Ember and I have created a free 10-day I Am Enough course just for you. Learn that you are enough. Learn how to speak kindly to yourself. Learn how to take care of yourself. When you can learn these things, you will love, care, and help those around you and yourself in a way that you can't even imagine. Head to todayiamenough.com workbook to sign up for this free 10-day I Am Enough course. Hello and welcome to the Today I Am Enough podcast. I am so thrilled to have Brittany Crane with me today from Get Out There Girls. She is amazing. You guys are going to love her. So I'm going to let Brittany introduce herself and then we'll get going. Thanks, Kara, for having me. Um, I guess just as a little intro, I am a wife and a mom of four kids. I've got kids from the ages of 12 to four and my four-year-old, I have sworn to never let grow up because <laughs> I'm pretty obsessed with him. My husband just laughs and shakes his eyes and, or shakes his head and rolls his eyes whenever I say, I'm like, I love him so much. Like he's just four years old. It's just that perfect age. I think where so cute. He, he's pretty independent, but he's still so cute and snuggly and Oh, I just love him. <laughs> um, I am obsessed with the outdoors. I love to hike and be outside. Rappelling and canyoneering is one of my favorite adventures. Um, I love to talk with other women and connect with other women. I haven't always found that to be such a strength for me, but um, in the past probably five years, that has really become a big part of my life. And I'm very grateful for it. I founded Get Out There Girl, which is um, a company where my goal is to inspire women to get outside, to speak kindly to themselves, and to connect with other women. So it's the last three years have been some of my best. I've I've really loved my last three years, and, and I've loved sharing them with all of the women that I've met. Thank you. Yeah. So Get Out There Girl is so fun. I have done some... I think I've done a couple of day hikes with you guys and, um, it's, I don't know, like it's so fun. So Brittany's got some great stuff and she will give us all her information at the end of the podcast and it will be listed in the show notes also. So Brittany's going to tell her story today. And I am, I'm very excited about this. We've known each other for a few years and she's, she is wonderful. And I feel like I've seen a little bit of that growth and change in her in the last little while. And it's been fun. She's wonderful. So why don't you start your story? So Karen, I've known each other for, I've lived here for four and a half years now. Well, just over four, um, which is actually is the longest I've ever lived somewhere, oddly oh, enough. Really? So okay. I feel like we've planted roots here. <laughs> I love it. Um, but before I moved here and was Kara's neighbor, I lived in Provo and we had moved from Virginia from Washington, DC to Provo for my husband's career when I was eight months pregnant with my third baby. 
I had my third baby, Clara, and I sunk into postpartum depression. My hormones went crazy and I really sunk. Um, that was, that was pretty low for me. I, I got suicidal. Um, I thought that the world would be better without me. I participated in self-harm and I just went through a lot of the motions with life. I was functional. I got up and took care of my kids and then kind of took care of them from the couch, um, essentially. And after I shared some of my suicidal thoughts with my husband, he was like, whoa, we, this is worse than I thought we need to get you help. And I fought counseling. I didn't think that we could afford counseling. And I just was like, I, if I just pray, it'll go away. And I remember having like discussions with God where I was like, Heavenly Father, I am reading my scriptures. I'm doing my calling at church. I like, I'm sincerely trying to do everything I can. And I know you have the power to take this from me. Like, please heal me. Please help me to feel like myself again. Please take this sadness and this despair away. Like, please give me some hope. And I just, he wasn't taking it from me. And I just kept suffering. (laughs) Um, and it lasted about a year. I, my husband, I shared those things with my husband, like I mentioned, and I got some counseling and I actually, the church paid for my counseling because we didn't have the money for it. And that was something that I, I haven't been very open about, but I, the more I think about sharing my story, the more I think that that's probably a piece that I should share because counseling is really expensive. Yeah. And I think that holds a lot of women back from getting counseling because, you know, it's hundreds of dollars a a session and women feel guilty spending money on themselves for anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't want to feel broken and you feel um, weak getting counseling in the first place. And then when it's going to hit you in the budget, you know, and you have to pay for it, it makes it even, makes it even harder to pull the trigger and to get it. And so, um, I, I'm trying to be more open with that, that I'm not ashamed of it. I'm very, very grateful for it. In fact, that mm-hmm. I had a, I had a Bishop who was willing to, to pay for me to see that I needed it. And, um, the church was able to cover that for me so that I could go get counseling. And, and that therapist, her name was Joan and she was a savior of sorts to me. She, she really helped me, um, come out of the fog. She helped validate me and to see what I had been going through. And then she taught me tools. Um, the biggest tool was self-compassion, which she um, directed me to some books by Kristen Neff, which if you haven't read those books and you're listening, I highly suggest those. Um, they they changed my life. I, I kind of use the term recovering perfectionist now, where I thought my whole life that in order to be a high achiever, I had to be critical of myself. Like I had to get down on myself when I messed up in order to motivate me to not mess up next time. And, um, meeting with my counselor, she pointed those things out to me. And I really started being mindful about what was going on in my mind and aware of things and curious about things and started seeing like some family patterns and, you know, my childhood and everything that had led to it. And, um, all of those tools helped me recover. I, I was able to pull out of my postpartum depression and feel really good back like myself again. And then I got pregnant again. 
and I cried for two months. I, and I remember feeling guilty about that because I thought my whole goal in life is to be a mom. Like that's all I've ever wanted. And I originally wanted six kids and like, just, I love having a house full of kids, but I was so scared to go back to that dark place. Like my fourth pregnancy was a surprise. Um, and it wasn't that I didn't want a baby. It was just that I, I was so scared to go back to the yeah. postpartum depression like and I mentally didn't think, accepting that. Yeah. I didn't think that I was ready for it. And so I, you know, I talked to God a lot and was like, fine. Like you obviously sent him right now for a reason. I will trust you. I healed from it once. I have tools now um, that my therapist helped me with and like, I'll trust, I'll surrender it and I'll be okay. And so I had my baby and three weeks after I had him, I was like, Ben, let's go to Moab. And he was like, you just had a baby. And I'm like, I know, but I think it would be really good to be outside. Remember, I love being outside. Being outside is really healing for me. I feel very close to the spirit outside and I don't feel distracted um, outside. And I feel like more in tune with who I'm meant to be out when I'm outside. And and so I was like, let's just go. I like, we can pull it off. We can do it. I think it'll be great. We can just do some little hikes and stuff like that. So we packed up, went to Moab and during that weekend that we were in Moab, I had an experience where, um, God told me to get outside and to play. And that was one of the things that would heal me that I had one life and I needed to live it. And that would be a big puzzle piece in my healing. Um, and so from that moment on, I just put myself back on the priority list. I really started participating in self-care and um, I kind of used it as, you know, God, God encouraged this. <laughs> and so I'm going to, yeah, it, it kind of gave me permission. And um, at first I felt a little bit of guilt and I felt some anxiety about leaving my husband with the kids when I would leave or with a babysitter. Um, because before that I was like, I was super controlling, right. Where I'm like, I know how to do it best. I know where everything goes in the house. I know what the kids schedules are like. It's just, things run smoother when I'm in charge. Um, and so I had to, I had to surrender a lot, but the re rewards for taking time for myself were amazing. And I didn't get postpartum depression with my fourth. I was able to utilize all the tools that I had learned. I got outside a ton and really just thrived. Like I felt like I, I flipped the switch from surviving to thriving. And um, I invited some friends to go with me. And then they invited their friends and kind of word got passed around about me going outside and hiking and canyoneering and stuff. And as I went with other women and they would be strangers to me, right? They'd be friends of friends. I would watch what happened to me every time I went outside and I participated in these adventures and I connected with other women and I, you know, talked about self-development and being kind to myself. And I had these like real vulnerable conversations with women. I watched magic happen for all of these other women where they would like light up and then they would go home, they would open up and they would share their stories with me, which was really profound because I've, I've found that women want to share their stories. Women want to share 
their good and their bad with you and they want to be accepted and they want to be validated and they're craving that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you open the door for another woman to do that, she'll walk right in. Yeah. Um, well, and I think when we're willing to be vulnerable like that with each other, that's where that connection happens, right? Like that's vulnerability, vulnerability allows compassion and understanding and acceptance and love to really come forth like full circle, but we have to be willing to be vulnerable, which can mm-hmm. be really hard, but it's really empowering when we're willing to do that. And I think the more we learn how to do that, the more we give permission for other women to do that. And, um, I really believe in validation. I could shout validation from the rooftops. And I think validation is why self-compassion works. Mm-hmm. Um, I think validation is a basic human need, just like, you know, food and water <laughs> is yeah. a basic human need. I think validation is a basic human need and we're all searching for it. And when we don't find it, we just keep going and searching for it until we can find it in a place. And that's where a lot of people find it in unhealthy places. Yeah. Um, that's why a lot of teenagers, you know, get in the wrong circles of friends because they find somebody to validate them. And so they feel mm-hmm. accepted and, and they get friends who aren't the best for them, but who validate them right. and they go with that. But that happens to us as grown women too. Absolutely. So anyway, that I've, I watched that happen when I would go on these little, just fun girls trips. And I thought I have something here. Like there's, there's a lot of healing going on. These women would go home and text me and tell me later that they were better able to take care of their families. They were a better mom. They were a better wife. Um, they had more motivation to do things. Um, they were just like, they felt more alive than they had in years because they had reconnected to themselves and to other women. They had been vulnerable. They had, you know, all of these things created this environment where they, they kind of woke up and they felt alive and they're like, we need to do this more. And so that's when I was like, okay, maybe we should, let's come up with a name yeah, <laughs> and, and let's get insurance and let's, <laughs> let's make this, a, let's make this official. And so that's how get out there girl was born. And, um, it's been awesome. So why do you think it's important for women to find that connection? Is it just for validation or like, what have you seen as they connect with women, but also with the outdoors? Well, as far as other women goes, I think women need to know that they're not alone. I think Satan uses isolation as a big tool for him and he wants us to feel alone. And like, we're the only one that ever suffers and we're the only one going through this and there's nowhere we can turn for, um, for help. We have to suffer alone. Um, he uses shame. He uses all sorts of tools to isolate us. And I feel like connection is the antidote to that isolation and the fact where when you find some, somebody else, another woman who has struggled in similar ways as you, it's like taking a big breath of fresh air, like your shoulders relax. And you're just like, wow, I'm not alone. Like Satan's been tricking me this whole time into thinking that I, I was alone and that I had to do this by myself. And when in reality, there's so many other women who have felt similar and have felt the same and have gone through, you know, maybe similar trials, maybe different trials that brought up the same emotions or caused the same, you know, um, same struggles, but just having somebody 
that has gone through that same situation is validating in itself, but then to know that they've also struggled again Mm -hmm. is validating. And then to hear how they've pulled out of it or how they've coped with it or healed from it. Um, it's just all, it's, it's magic when you have it. And when you've experienced it, you just know, like, you know, that feeling it's hard to describe, but (laughs) it's, it's there. As far as the outdoors goes, I feel like I alluded to it earlier, but there's no to-do list outside. When you go on a hike and when you go canyoneering, like when you're rappelling off of a cliff, you can't be thinking about your grocery list. You can't be (laughs) thinking about, you know, oh, I've got to get the kids to this baseball game and then this gymnastics meter. Like you're really just in the moment. You're focused in the moment. And I feel like that's a huge skill to have, to be intentional and mindful and in the moment And if you learn that and can experience that and know what that feels like when you're outside and you practice it, then you can bring that home with you and start practicing that in your daily life. Um, Because those are all huge skills that help you be, you know, a better mom and a better wife or those intentions Um, and better in tune with you as a person, knowing what you need and um, what can help you to be your best. Um, But those are lessons that I've learned best by being outside and just not distracted. I'm not on my phone. I'm not, I'm just really in the moment. Yeah. It's just making that connection either with yourself or with God or with other people. I found the same thing as I take time to be outside. I love, I love spring and fall. Summer is not my favorite because it just gets too hot for me, (laughs) but I do. I like, I love just like going on a walk around the neighborhood even, and just enjoying like the beauty of what is around. It's so amazing. And we get to live by mountains. And so we get to see them from afar, but also having the opportunity to go climb is so fun. Um, so I also wanted to say on your point of just being able to connect, even if we don't fully understand the situation, it made me think of when my fourth son was 10 days old, he had a stroke and was life lighted and ended up having to have brain surgery. And, um, I don't think I've ever met anyone with that exact scenario, (laughs) but there was, um, even just a few weeks after that, one of my good friends from high school, his son ended up being life lighted. And it was one of those things where I could just have a lot of sympathy for that situation. It really does make me feel so much for them and brings back a lot of those emotions where I can just really connect with them and, I don't know, just, just pray for them in a way that I remember what it was like to have my baby on an airplane on a helicopter, but I didn't get to go with him. And what if, you know, just different things like that, where when we do share our hard things, we can connect, even if they're not identical, we can still have sympathy and empathy because we've been through hard things. But, but I think you're absolutely right about isolation. Like Satan just wants us to feel like we're the only ones, but when we're, when we're willing to open up, it allows us to just know that we're not alone. So I I think one of the reasons why it works is because it, it breeds love. And I feel like love is truly the answer to everything. God is love. Mm -hmm. And when you share your story with somebody and you connect with them, um, a sense of love is born out of that conversation. And that that's very powerful. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's an emotion that comes from God and is of God. And so I think that that's one of the reasons why connection works so well. Yeah. I think being still and just not being on your phone, not having anything around you, just being quiet. You're not even reading. 
like just being alone with your thoughts is really powerful as far as self-care goes. I think a lot of times we think of self-care as, um, you know, a bubble bath or a shopping trip (laughs) or, you know, there's so many different things for self-care, right? But I think a big part of self-care is also taking time to be alone with yourself and with your thoughts. So that's pretty powerful too. It can be really powerful. It's interesting what will happen, but it's good. (laughs) It usually ends good at least, right? Get curious. Yeah. And I love that too. It's not being judgmental of yourself or your thoughts or what's going on, but just being curious about like, why would I think that? Or why, why, why are my thoughts going this way? Or just being curious, I think allows us to be not judgmental towards ourselves, which is huge. Do you have three takeaways for us, Brittany, that we can use as we practice self-care and self-compassion? Okay. So my three takeaways, one would be to be kind to yourself in the fact of you are a human, give yourself some grace, treat yourself like a good friend would. Um, I know you go over this in the podcast all the time, but there's, there's nothing more motivating for lasting change than being compassionate to yourself. When, when you're able to look at yourself objectively, you're able to really tune in and see, oh, I really do need to work on that aspect of myself that I do need to tweak that that is a weakness of mine. And it doesn't like handicap you, it it doesn't paralyze you, it doesn't um, cripple you in the way that like, you see that weakness, and all of a sudden, you get depressed about it. And you're like, I'm a terrible person, because I have that weakness. When you're able to practice self compassion, and give yourself grace, you're able to see that weakness and just see it as a weakness, see objectively. And then you're able to work on it and tweak it and fix it. So it can become a strength of yours and there's nothing more motivating than self-compassion. And, and if you're like me, I doubted it at first, but if you just try it and give it a shot, you'll see that it is lasting change and true motivation. If you are kind to yourself. You don't have to be critical in order to motivate yourself to be your best. You can be your best and give yourself some grace. It's life-changing when you can be self-compassionate towards yourself. Like Mm -hmm. literally it sounds dramatic, but it is. No, it, it really is. That's exactly what changed my life. When my counselor told me that that was what got me out of depression. That was the biggest tool. And the most life-changing thing for me was applying self-compassion and learning that, that skill, because it is a skill. It doesn't come naturally to us, Yeah. Um, but you can practice it and you can, you can develop it. Um, another takeaway I would say is to connect with other women and to go out of your way. I know that making friends as an adult woman is not easy. Um, it was easier when you were a kid and going to elementary school, right? <laughs> um, and you had neighbors all around you, but take the chance. It's worth it. It's worth being brave and, you know, texting somebody or going up to somebody at church or at the grocery store even and getting their, their information and and just being their friend. It's worth the risk. Um, because when you find a, a true friend and you are able to have that connection, your life gets immensely better. So be brave, take a risk (laughs) and make some more friends. I love that. And then the third one would be to get outside. Just get outside more. Even if you just go outside on your front lawn barefoot and just watch your kids play, or, you know, if, if you go on a hike, which is something that I love to do and I would love to have anybody join me on some of my hikes. 
Um, but just spend some time outside taking some deep breaths and relaxing and living in the moment and then using that distraction free to that distraction free time to be alone with your thoughts and to kind of be in tune with who you are and just releasing that that inside of you. I feel like we all have we all came here to earth with a mission. And sometimes we get distracted by the world and we don't fulfill that mission. But when you're quiet and for me, when I'm outside, I'm more in tune with that. And I'm able to see, you know, this is, this is my mission. This is who I really am. This is who I'm meant to be. And then I'm able to utilize that in my life and, and be in the world and still fulfill my mission. I love it. Thank you, Brittany. So how can my listeners find you? Um, Instagram and Facebook is where I'm most active. So it's just get out there girl on Instagram and there's underscores in between each word. Um, but I have an email list where I send out emails about all of our local hikes. We're actually doing a local hike on June 12th. Um, these hikes are free. You just show up. Um, and I'm combining with mixers on this one. So they'll have free product for us, which is awesome, but it's just an awesome time to come be outside, move your body and connect with other people. There's always somebody who hikes at your pace. So you don't have to worry about everybody like speeding up the hill and you being left (laughs) alone. Um, There's always somebody else who hikes at your pace. And that's just how it ends up for that. (laughs) When we hike the Y, which if you're not local, it's a pretty steep hike Mm -hmm. and I haven't done it in a long time. I haven't done it since my Hashimoto's and just, I don't know, since that kind of wreck havoc on me. And there was someone, there was more than one person that was willing to go slow with me and just hike and just chat. And it was wonderful. So yeah, it's a great opportunity. So come hike with me, follow me on Instagram or Facebook and um, come be outside with me. Yeah, she's great. It's so fun. So I hope you'll go check Brittany out and I'll have all those linked in the show notes for you. So you can just go click straight over. So thanks so much for joining me, Brittany. Thanks, Kara. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Today I Am Enough podcast. If you want to hang out with me off the podcast, head over to Instagram and follow me at Today I Am Enough. Also, please make sure you leave a review. Reviews help the podcast reach other people that may not have heard about it before. It's also a huge help if you are willing to share this podcast with someone you think could benefit from it. Thanks again for joining me, friends, and I hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, today you are enough.